0: Are you feeling isolated in these difficult times? Hasten can help. We are the market leader in high-speed communications technology. gy techno lo techno Anyway, we have combined the latest in high-speed watercolour production by our indentured pixie artists with the fastest carrier pigeons that money can buy – to provide you with a near-instantaneous, almost-accurate, and pseudo-real-time messaging service that will make you feel like you're in the very same room as your correspondents, albeit a very, very large room. From swapping potion recipes to plotting world domination with your fellow Dark Lords, communications that would normally take days would take a mere several hours. Amazing! It says here that their frame rate tops out at a whopping nine frames a week! We really are living in the future. Hasten, enabling collaboration since the third conjunction. All the tabletop role playing news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris' unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I, as always, am Morris, a.k.a. Russ, or Russ, a.k.a. Morris, and with me this week is...
2: Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ, ever. it is absolutely fantastic to be here.
1: It's a blindingly hot day today, isn't it?
2: Blindingly hot? I don't know. That would involve going outside and exposing myself to the day star <laughs> as it
1: rains its fiery torrent upon us. Yes, don't do that. You're, you're turned into a part of dust. Right, let's do some RPG news. Let's do some RPG news. I'd like to do some escapism.
2: Let's lay in heaven on escapism. All Hit right, me. then. What have we we'll got? What we'll
1: have we got? Um, we are probably going to have to start with Rhyme of the Maiden, though. Just because there is some okay. RPG news about Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Not massive amounts, but little bits.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll go with everything confirmed. I've seen some stuff, and you know what? I'm like, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe what I have read, so <laughs> I'm okay
1: with it. Well, I'll tell you what I've seen. What have you seen? So, um, you know, you mentioned the three kobolds in the trench coat last week, and you were quite oh, no, excited most, by that particular uh, piece of art. I mean,
2: Russ, it's it's old news. It's the most important RPG news of, sure. <laughs> of the year. Three kobolds in the trench coat. I mean, it's real, people. It's real. Get used to it. Three kobolds in the trench well, coat. there's now a
1: stat block for the three kobolds in the trench coat.
2: Mate, that's old news. This was, this was last week.
1: Oh, I thought you were oh. just talking about the artwork last week.
2: Oh yeah, three cobblers in a trench coat artwork—that's all over the place.
1: No, this is a stat.
2: Yeah, for three kobolds in a trench coat. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, this is this is from a Reddit user. Oh, okay. It's called tamlin One Two Three. Yes. And it's a challenge one medium humanoid, <laughs> and <Yeah>. three cobblers <laughs> in a trench coat, and there's a sidebar yeah. that says anyone could have been three cobblers in a trench coat all along, referring to Absolutely. anyone that you've ever met in your entire campaign.
2: I, I mean, I particularly like their false appearance, mm. <coughs> which is what a DC-5 investigation check <laughs> to see passed. Mm. Um, so it's like, did you look? Oh, that's actually free mm-hmm. covers of stretch And I, yeah, I'm okay. That's, that's some good quality. But, Congratulations. A bit
1: more seriously, actually, from Wizards of the Coast, rather than being a fan created thing, is, um, you know, we were talking right. about the changes to uh, racial alignment stuff last week. Orcs, mainly, we were talking. Well, yes, wherein Wizards of
2: the Coast said, oh, actually, this is a terrible idea. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So, they've confirmed, they were talking to Venture Beat, uh, and they've yes. confirmed that this is happening with uh, kobolds in Rhyme to Frostmaiden. Good. So, kobolds will be uh-huh. creatures, will be humanoids of any alignment, which is a change from those in the Monster Manual. Yes. I, I'm
2: absolutely 100% on board with that. I actually find kobolds quite adorable now, but I think that's just Stockholm Syndrome from having played one for this <laughs> part of 18 months. <laughs> you go level 116, has a kobold, you're like, yeah, got yeah, one there. I
1: can imagine, yeah.
2: Did you put on a kobold voice? Uh, me, it was totally Haley Kugel's voice. It's like, this street urchin in it. Um, so I was speaking like that for eight hours a day wow. uh, to people who thoroughly deserved to have that happen, them. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He, he was he was cobalt drogue, It was awful. Mm. He was, like, just the worst. Uh, I embraced that, being awful, and went with it.
1: Mm. Uh, so Wizards have said that um, Rhyme and the Frostmaiden is inspired by The Thing, the movie okay. yeah. The Thing. Uh um,
2: set someplace cold with a shapeshifter yes i'm okay yep, yeah
1: yeah basically um uh not only that there's a, a, Ooh, a sort of character sequence mechanic
2: does it have some norwegian guys come and shout out the plot in norwegian
1: uh, which
2: is great unless dunno. you speak norwegian <laughs> which sort of ruins the movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens
2: yeah yeah like all right at the start it's like there, there, there's some norwegian guys chasing it from the norwegian science base it's and like shouting, it's one of the dogs, it's one of the dogs. Oh, okay. And if you speak Norwegian, like my brother does, the rest of the movie's a bit of a disappointment. It's
1: oh. <laughs> unfortunate. Like, yeah, it's one of the dogs, mate.
2: Yeah. No. no suspense here. <laughs> spoilers. I yeah, haven't no, seen, seen it. Sorry. I'm lying, I haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> you have seen
1: it, anyway. Yeah,
2: like, yeah. spoilers, spoilers for a 20-year-old movie, <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, I was, I was, there's a, there's a, a character's secret mechanic. So it looks like it's probably like a card that you can draw at character creation. And it's got, like, uh, a sort of Ooh. twists on character interactions and tie-ins with the plot, yeah. which is a secret that only your character knows.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a, it feels like a traitor-making mechanic from stuff like Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, and yeah well, a very weak
1: watch. version of that. I don't think it's a full-fledged one-if-he's-a-bad-guy mechanic.
2: I I, I I, would actually really hate that because... I don't think um,
1: it's
0: rightly.
2: No, no. It, it, would be, it would be pretty bad because, like, a lot of the NDI likes when the rest of the world is trying to kill you super hard, having a traitor will just lead to very short. Yeah, care. no, that's, <laughs> I, I think
1: that's really, really unlikely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, having secrets in a party is, yeah, it, it's hard to do well. So I will be very intrigued to see what they bring up and how they propose to implement it, mm. and if it's good i'll totally nick it use it for every i use
0: because
2: that, that's how i roll it's like oh that's a good idea i'll use it in everything else i do mm. because you know. well, yeah
1: uh, hey so uh WizKids, not wiz of the ghost WizKids are uh, doing yeah. some uh licensed miniatures for Icewind dale Ooh, so there's a set of 45 miniatures 45 yeah plus God. a 200 millimeter that's about 20 centimeters What's that, in what
2: inches. What's twenty centimeters in inches? Eight inches. Uh, like five? No, it's about
1: no, eight, no. Isn't it? 15, 15, six. So, yeah, it's about, about eight inches. Bloody hell! Uh, a, what a, is this a, monstrosity? A char chardelin dragon. All right. So, the chardelin dragon is so it's an eight an eight inch long um, miniature. It's a construct, and the okay. evil suffuses the dragon's chardelin body. I'm assuming that chardolin is a material of some kind.
2: I guess. I've literally never heard I've that I've never ever. heard that um, word in my
1: life, no. But yeah. the, the, the dragon's charred in body imbues the construct with malevolence, allowing it to Ooh. enjoy the terror it stokes. Um, this malevolence extends beyond the dragon, corrupting other creatures who get too close by it. Fair enough. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Sounds charming. Um, sort of a corruption dragon. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see, like, a yeti in there.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's an owlbear, is it? A snowy owlbear. Is that have snowy you, you see bear? the sitting snowy owlbear there?
2: No. Uh, you might be looking we're, we're at like a
1: different looking. picture to me.
2: You might be uh, looking at I, a different I just stare. Googled it. I'm
1: looking at something else. Uh, I'm looking at... There's an elephant or mammoth. Uh,
2: okay.
1: There's yeah, a nice. guy with a big hammer and a s- mouth in his stomach. No, that sounds lovely mm. there's a snowy oh, owlbear oh, just sitting down in you know that typical oh, panda pose
2: oh i've just found the little owlbear oh, and found it's it. sitting okay. in there <laughs> it's so cute and it's like oh i must have it it's just like it's it's an bear and it's like sitting there like the world's most biggest dangerous terrifying yeah, I, bet cat. It's, I bet it's
1: not cute <laughs> and it's
2: like it's like do i feed it treats and try and ruffle it to me no. It will probably bite my arm off, but look, it's so cute. Oh, yeah, and there's the, there's the mouth, stomach. Uh, oh, oh, they've got, like, a giant... That's sort of a dead... A dead giant, do you
1: think? Yeah, some kind of... Yeah. I, it's got a I thought that's pretty sweet. So, um, that that, think, that one with the hammer and the mouth in its stomach, apparently it's called a tomb tapper. A tomb tapper? Yes. An
2: exciting like, a novel monster. Mm-hmm.
1: And they've got, like, a couple of uh, wolves in there, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 45 in total, but... Uh... Yeah.
2: It looks nice. Yeah. Looks nice. Yeah, I think so. I would rather paint my own, but I can see for you that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Um, well, that's kind of most of the news, to be honest.
2: Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Oh,
1: there was one other thing that could be slipped into the news, I suppose. Um,
2: oh, crafty news item. Yeah. Oh, that's a cheeky news item. Yeah. Oh, does... down to Nando's.
1: You know, Zach the de Urdan. I'm sorry. Drizztad.
2: Oh of course. How could I forget? The name just trips off the tongue, <laughs> down some stairs to its terrible terrible death. Oh yeah, sorry. That?
1: Anyway, Zach Nafane DeWerdon. Yes father of Driz de Werdend, Uh Wizard yes? of the Coast put his stats in the latest Dragon Plus. Does that mean we have to kill him? Well, if he's got stats by definition. Well, uh, so that will turn it one of the, one of the two. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, when you put it like that...
1: <laughs> so he's challenge 16. Okay, that's there's, pretty decent. There's a bit of discussion going on, because he's got a, a strength of 20, and a lot of people are saying, oh. well, he's not really portrayed as being super strong in the novels. I mean, yeah, strength of 20 of, uh, is basically about as high as a human could be, so you're talking yeah. you know, one of those world's strongest man type people, which yeah, doesn't yeah. quite fit the...
2: Well, a barbarian, like, epic level goes up to strength
1: 24,
2: hmm. um, Gauntlet's a strength of like 19, so yeah, 20 is pretty high.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but is readily achievable by humans by level 8, so it's not that big of a deal.
1: Well, oh. how many people of strength 20 in real life do you know?
2: Um, there's one works down the gym, <laughs> around the road. And he's got someone training with him. I probably know more strength 20 people than might be expected, though, for the average person.
1: Mm, Strength 20 is really strong. Maybe strength
2: 18 people. Yeah, I think, like, Britain's strongest man under 90 kilograms, he's a good argument for strength 20. He lifted 300 kilograms that I saw, Mm. which is like, that's a lot. That's like a a, a female polar bear. (laughs) I mean, that's the sort of lifting power, which says, well, we don't have a jack, but don't worry,
1: we've got a Tom <laughs> instead. <laughs> well, he's got, he's got Zach and has got strength twenty. He's got dexterity twenty-two. Okay, that's pretty good. Constitution sixteen. Yeah. Intelligence nineteen. Yeah. Uh, Wisdom twelve. Yeah. And charisma fourteen.
2: I still think, I think that, strength,
1: a, that strength is too high. I think
2: they should they should swap strength and charisma. I mean,
1: I, th- I think the thing is, just- it's because that what's making make, what makes him. Effective with his longsword.
2: Oh, oh, oh. I suppose they just didn't want to give him a rapier. and It's not like they could reflavor a, uh, a longsword to be... To reflavor a rapier to have slashing damage instead. That would just be crazy talk.
1: No, well, that's, that's the way they chose to go about it. I mean... Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's just a little minor, minor side
2: aside there. I, I, I'm not really very invested in the Drist's dad, whose name I can't remember. Zacnafainn. So, Zach the Were they were they not in um uh Dragonflies? Was that a different person? There was a drow with a hat. Oh that
1: no, probably... that's Jarl Axel. Oh yes, yeah. yes,
2: Car Axel, I remember. <laughs> Car Axel. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, that's him. Uh no,
1: exactly no, Zach, no, Zach the Fane died um before um Trist left Menzo Ransom. Right. Okay. And now you get a chance to reenact that. Yeah, I guess.
2: Coming through a terrible campaign there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, one, one last piece of news. Sorry, before we do that. Yes, yes. uh Mythological, you yeah, know, banging on about my stuff again. Mythological figures and Maleficent monsters. As of yes, now, yes. when we're recording it, the Kickstarter's like four yes. days away. So it's launching yes. on Tuesday. It's ready to go. It's ready to go. It's launching on Tuesday, and I can't wait. Super excited.
2: It is launching on uh, Tuesday the 30th of June.
1: yes. So when, now, this, sort of so when this goes Launcher. out on the on Saturday, it will be launching mm-hmm. in three days' time. So it'll go out. It's going out 5 p.m. our time. So 5 p.m. GMT. Yep. Uh, BST. Or UTC. Yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know. It depends wow. where you are in America, I guess So yeah. between five and yeah. five and eight hours behind that. But either the country way more time zones than that. We, <laughs> we, we can barely cope.
2: We barely know what day it is ourselves. We've been, Actually, we've been in our th- houses for so Actually,
1: that's not entirely true. I have 24 time zones in my lounge. It all circles right around uh, back again, though, so it works out fine. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. It, it does play havoc with a computer clock that I have noticed. Oh, yeah,
1: it's a nightmare. And when you're, when, you're, when you're walking with your phone and you're walking across your lounge and it's getting a new time zone signal each time, and it's just beeping, oh, yeah. man.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, the number of times I've had my alarm go off. I'm just like, oh, that's precious time too. Man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I've got the hardcover book. Ooh, check physically it out. exists. It's in my hands. It's a lovely, yes. lovely, lovely, lovely book. How big is that book?
2: Are you pr- it, Well, I don't know, listeners. I mean, if you find yourself short of a melee weapon in the event of a zombie <laughs> invasion, I can definitely recommend it's, Mythical uh, Figures and Maleficent Monsters. I mean, it's 200
1: because, and... Uh,
2: it's
1: about 240 pages,
2: 240 pages in A4. Hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I possess role-playing game sourcebooks, which are significantly shorter than that. And as usual, I, I assume it's full of pictures. And it is. It's
1: hard to flip blocks. through just because it's a hardcover, but...
2: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, lot, lot, lots of uh, text boxes, and so forth. Their artists
1: did a good job there. All launching on Thursday. Uh, Tuesday
2: fingers what,
1: what, crossed what's your, your favourite who's your favourite see oh, sorry I knew, I knew people would ask me this and it's so hard how,
2: how many monsters how many monsters and figures do you have total So we've
1: got 100 you got got 100 yeah uh, and 30 magical items and the items are all yes. artefacts, so you're talking about like Excalibur, Yonah, that's all. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so there's
1: 100 in there. Each of them's between two and four or five pages, depending on how big the stat block oh. is, whether there's extra material for them. Like Captain yep. Nemo, we've got on a whole page detailing the Nautilus, for example. You've got Captain we, Nemo? We've got most of what? the League of Extraordinary Ge- We've got the Invisible Man. The art for the, yep. Astro- the Invisible Man is amazing. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> a, just this empty room. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, so we've got Alan Quartzman uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we've got three, three um, figures that are above CR thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is a uh, uh, Mister Cthulhu. Oh yes, Mister Cthulhu. Yeah, one of them is Fenrir, who's a uh, sit down to ask. This is how you build a big chompy thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Oh, I, I'm a wolf that's going to eat the sun and possibly the moon against the world.
1: Ragnarok this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, oh, oh,
2: I had to see some, possibly just a little. No. Ah,
1: and, and then, of I course, was... the top one, CR35, yeah. is Mr. Lucifer himself. For when the party gets a bit
2: cocky. Like, how bad could it possibly be? <laughs> Pretty
1: bad. Although, he, yeah. if he, if he's got hit points... You you know, although, although he's got this ability, he's CR thirty-five, which is basically the highest CR creature in the game. Yeah. he has an ability that allows him to take the form and stat block of any creature that has a CR hmm. lower than his.
2: So he could be
1: anything. He could be any, so thing, like any the, form. Yeah, it's like
2: the Moon Druid on steroids. Mm. I understand. Yeah, yeah, he is awesome. Okay.
1: But there's oh, there's loads of them. I think my, one of my favorite ones is not uh, a fictional one. Because we've got a few sort of historical or semi-historical ones in there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know um, Julie uh, Dalbigny? Uh, it's a French name. I've probably pronounced it slightly badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me call, let me find it. J H H I J. I know my alphabet. J does. That's that J does. There's Jekyll and Hyde. Shoot past Jekyll and Hyde. The Jersey Devil. Joan of Arc. John Henry. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. got the Still Driving Man. Nice. Cool. Julie so she, she was a, a flamboyant 17th century opera singer who had such an exciting life. She challenged people to duels and beat them. Um, she challenged a lot of men to
2: duels and then slept with their wives. Yeah, loads
1: of things. Is it that she, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, 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 she,
2: she was just going to go around causing a lot of trouble. Yeah,
1: she uh, she fell in love with this um, young lady uh, and the girl's family disapproved and sent, sent the girl off to a convent as they sort of did yep. back in 17th century France. So uh, Julie uh, Delbigny, who's known as La Malpin, uh, yes. followed and rescued her and burnt down the convent.
2: It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> about sending a message. What can I say? She spent <laughs>
1: some time on the run and was sentenced yes. to death by fire. But Trucky. she managed to persuade the king to, to to pardon her. And that was just the start of her adventures. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. She was amazing. She's such fun. Yeah. She's you know, like be having all these duels in court, uh, 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 royal balls and stuff. And She's a, she's a fun character. Yeah. She, she, yeah, so
2: that, 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 this is actually a real character. This isn't a fictional one. Yes.
1: Yeah. This one's a real character. The sad thing is she died. Uh, of an illness at the age of 33 all of this happened before she even got to the age of 33
2: like a real case of burning a candle at both ends yeah eh?
1: but anyway we're, we're, we're talking about this for way more next week anyway because we've got mike myler coming absolutely. up to talk about it so oh we'll, fantastic we can leave it behind for now so, and then dive into it again next week
2: so next week's podcast we're talking to mike myler about yes. this which will be absolutely fantastic part way through the kickstarter
1: yeah, because yeah, the Kickstarter uh, do we, do would have launched, and I'll either be very happy or very sad—one of those two things.
2: Yes, possibly both at the
1: same I've time. I've got a good feeling about this. I've uh, I've worked oh, really, yeah. really hard on all the uh, pre-Kickstarter stuff.
2: Uh, I mean, I got to say, it it looks like a very nice book, and having it ready does mean that you won't have to wait for your stuff. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, is...
2: It'll just be like it's just there. Yeah. Okay. With his Kickstarter. Send it out. That is our
1: thing. Well, that's a nice way yeah. to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, we're still trying to get quotes just for the last minute, just for some special edition versions with a leather cover. More faux leather cover. Ooh, but nice. so don't know if we'll get those ah, in time. we will to do the bookmarks as well. Oh, we'll, we'll get quotes. We'll, we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. What we could do is we could do um, some of the Kickstarters and treat them as news items. Because there's yeah, some yeah. actually quite good ones that would have been really good for the game last week. Ah. I must That's
2: That's always the way. Yeah, It's like... It's like we have the cultural consultants on, and then when their work would be most relevant, Mm -hmm. it's like.
1: Well, do you want to to call up X Page, and then we'll just go through it together? Then yeah, that sounds like an excellent plan. All right. Oh, start with Age of Antiquity. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we should totally start with Age of Antiquity. Yeah. Oh yeah, Age of Antiquity. Uh, So it's an ancient world setting
2: and it's, uh, yeah it's it looks like hey do you want to play
1: the indie with romans yeah i mean all the artwork yeah. is romans but if you look at the text yes. it does actually say it's eight different ancient cultures so we've got rome Ooh. greece um egypt um you know, Kushites. Our, yeah lo- loads of them loads of them
2: yeah, um, that, that would be like an african kingdom like further oh the they've got
1: china in there as well actually look yep yeah, they've got
2: china yeah, our Warring states period uh celtic period. The Parthians who I think were sort of occupying where Persia would be mm. if memory serves, could be wrong. It looks uh, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Aurelian Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Twelve new archetypes. What's an archetype when it's at A home? Sub- uh, Subclass. Uh that. uh yes, so they've got twelve new archetypes. So twelve new subclasses, yep. that's pretty sweet. Uh fifteen backgrounds, yeah. Fifty two gods. Well, I guess you'd be covering that many different uh yeah, yeah. You got a lot of pantheons going yeah, out there. Yeah. They've already sort of done the Celtic one and the 150 magic items. Yeah, oh, ah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, where are they? Oh, so, they
1: are. Yeah, oh, they
2: 400 percent.
1: Yeah, they're, doing, yeah, they're <laughs> doing really well. I mean, so this is for fifth Edition D and D 5th Edition. I think it was I mean, it's yet another uh, thing with Greek Ancient influences World and D&D. stuff like that. That is so popular now. So that's like eight yeah, or nine yeah. of them now,
2: or more at least, or more. Yeah. yeah but- it's just a horde. There's a lot of me too stuff going on here. Like, oh, I can be a Greek. Yeah. Yeah. And why not? But well, to be fair, this, this one, this one does look like there's a lot of content. There well, well part
1: of that is those settings are quite popular and also they're yeah. by definition very open source. They
2: are super open source. So
1: anyone can and use them.
2: And you know what they're not? They're not more talking.
1: And they're not more talking as well, yeah.
2: Yes. I, was like, I quite like a bit of Tolkien, but I'm sort of talking out a bit. Mm. You know, I've had, Three movies, uh, another three movies. I thought, yeah, I'm good for talking. Cheers.
1: I know. If, you, if you scroll down a little bit, look at this. Uh, go down to the one with the uh, big green graphic and look at the name. Look at the name of that Kickstarter. You will love it.
2: I'm sorry, listeners. I'm afraid my gape of joy does not translate well <laughs> to your <the> podcast. <laughs> But I assure you that, like my happiness is now complete. This is this has literally made my day <laughs> in ways which cannot be readily described. Russ, would you like to read out the title? It is cool. It's an
1: amazing title. It is cool. Amazing title. Dancing with bullets under a neon sun. Blab, what an I awesome mean. title! I'm like, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> I'm sold.
2: Here, take my money. Take it. Take it.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's a Cyberpunk RPG. It's kind of rules like yes. based on an OSR one based on the black hack.
2: Which is rightly spoken of very highly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: looks great to me.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, got, I mean, it's, got, uh, it's got
1: a week to go. It's funded. Nearly 200% funded.
2: It seems like a lot of original stuff. Was it 64 page? Five and a half by eight and a half hardcover book. Yeah,
1: so that's a small book as well, like physically yeah, size. So it's yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. it's like comic book size book.
2: Yeah, but in hardcover, I mean, like I say, the the graphic you'll either love or hate the artwork. I'm sort of a little bit in love with it, mm. but it's very, um, you know, what somebody says. You know what was awesome? Tron. Tron was awesome. Mm. Give me more Tron, and they've clearly gone in for it. Mm. Uh, where are they? Two hundred percent to goal. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what's that? $20, $20 and SH for the PDF and print version. Plus shipping and handling. Okay. Yeah. If yeah. yeah.
1: you scroll down <laughs> another two
2: to the big uh-huh.
1: red one
2: Two um, Worm, Two f- Furious.
1: Two Worm, Two Furious.
2: Oh my
1: <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, so like, I, I, I got to say, I'm less in love with the artwork for this.
1: Yeah, um, I, I am too. But this is for dungeon cool crap. Uh, it's an adventure, and it's for dungeon yes. cool classics.
2: Uh, good old DCC. You do know where you stand with that, which mm. is going. Oh, this is so. Good. Oh, it's art by Scrap Princess. Yes, a lot of people very very much like Scrap Princess art, very and that's fair enough. But this looks, yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of an impressionistic style. Yeah, I think that would be a yeah. fair way to put it. Yeah. But that was it. So, uh, you want four to six players, 15 to 20 level zero characters. The grub has escaped. You've been charged by the god queen to bring it back to the hatchery. Stuff invariably go- inevitably goes wrong and will likely be fatal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, its mutations don't stop until it's. This is another small one. A5 hardcover. Hard yeah. A- yeah. I think that's like the standard for indie. It's like they're all going for, like, let's be as small as
1: possible.
2: Yeah. Whereas, I, obviously, I appreciate that in the. World according to Morris, all RPGs should be in A0 with like the longest possible title, actually <laughs> <to contain laughs> complete description how, of rules. How big, it, how big is A0? <laughs> it's
1: like the size so of the house, is
2: it? <laughs> so you've got A4, then A3 is double that.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's four times that. And then A2 is bigger. So than
1: it's that. basically like the, the size <laughs> of the wall of my lounge. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what you want I think that's pretty, I'm pretty sure you've
2: gone on record to saying that's the size of book you want Yeah, yeah. not super portable But yeah, I'm with that The shipping on that thing would be horrible But but think of how much more words you could get
1: into the title. That is true, that is very, very true
2: Hum de hum It's a glorious day The sun is shining, the birds sing The terrace is purring and oh my turnips are right. Hold there, traveller. Why, hello, sir. A fine day, is it not? Are you enjoying the pleasant smells of the forest?
1: Enough with the pleasantries. What is your business on the road to Neverville?
2: Uh, I thought that was a bit obvious.
1: Hmm. Based on your cartload of turnips, your merchant's garb, and your direction of travel along this road to Neverville... Mm, nope. <sighs> nope. Uh, no, the clues are too subtle for me. Well...
2: Obviously, I'm a merchant. Off to sell turnips at Neverville. Or are you? Yes, yes, I am.
1: But are you? Yep. Then, mysterious traveller, what is that? It's a turnip. Ah, right, yes, I see that now. Uh, strange shape, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's shaped rather like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah so I see.
2: <laughs> and you, strange lord, you are with a circus?
1: What? no.
2: I- I, I just, it's just a ridiculous garb you're wearing. Mismatched cloaks and boots and helm and ill fitting rings and amulets and, if I count rightly, six
1: swords? These are all magical treasures. I am an adventurer. Ah, uh, what then? An adventurer. I, uh, uh, I adventure. What? Dressed like that? Yes, dressed like this. What's wrong with it? Well, you
2: look like a badly decorated Christmas tree. What's with the girdle?
1: It's not a girdle, it's a belt. Looks like a girdle to me. This belt grants me the strength of ten men. Oh,
2: fancy. You could carry a lot of turnips with that.
1: Turnips? No, you naive fool. I slay malignant beasts and maleficent monsters. I raid goblin lairs and ancient tombs. Uh, why is that then? Why is what? Why
2: do you raid goblin lairs and ancient tombs?
1: It's what adventurers do.
2: Huh? Don't sound very friendly to me. What do you mean? Well, home invasion? Grave robbing? That's no career for a young fellow like you? Have you considered turn it No, hey,
1: no, no, what? No, no, that's what I meant.
2: Oh, so you didn't mean to say you invade the homes of peaceful goblin homemakers, slaughter them all, and then make off with all their world goods? No,
1: no, no. I mean, yes, but no.
2: And you don't seek out the graves of the dearly departed, force your way into them, and plunder the contents.
1: I mean, when you put it like that.
2: You seem like a nice young man. Why don't you just go home, change into some more sensible clothes, and get a proper job?
1: Uh, I don't really have a home.
2: No home? You mean you're
1: a hobo? I'm a... itinerant. A wandering, murderous hobo. Look, Mr Turnip. Oh, my name's Steve. Uh, Mr Steve, I don't appreciate this line of questioning.
2: I imagine not. Having a spotlight shine in your wicked ways must be quite
1: uncomfortable. Foul miscreant! I shall slay you for your insolence! Oh, here we go. Ah! Right, that's him dealt with. Now, what treasure do I find? What do you mean, 1000 turnips? Hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash Morris? Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys us all these wonderful microphones and mixers and other little bits and pieces and wires so many wires and all these wires and uh, we have a uh, load of wonderful patreon backers at the moment and yes. those backers get we cherish you all yes we do cherish them very much and those backers yes. get bonus content every single week just as a thank you for uh, for backing our patreon
2: and because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark they also get to like talk to us in our discord channel which is pretty good Mm. I will sometimes even deign to answer that uh, but even more importantly when we have guests coming onto the show they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests mm. um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we our guests will answer
1: so please if you do enjoy the podcast head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris link will be in the show notes yes. and support us even with just a dollar a month every little, every little bit helps. right should we, should we do our topic of the week oh well i
2: think we've done all the big stuff i mean surely we should wrap the podcast up here
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday tomorrow. oh congratulations i'm not doing anything i'm very sad still in lockdown
2: yeah oh. so what good news do you have for us what well, exciting product do we have to talk about what's our topic of the week
1: so it's a playtest. A playtest. I have launched public playtest of yeah. my awfully cheerful engine Ace right. with an, uh, exclamation this, uh, so
2: an exclamation mark. Just one exclamation mark.
1: Just the one. So you can go yeah. along right now. Download the uh, awfully download cheerful the engine. Download the core rules, which yes. are only twenty-three pages. Right. Uh, you can download the core rules, and you can read the core rules. You can play a sample adventure. Yeah. And then go along and fill out a. Uh, play tester feedback form okay and this is basically the first draft of the game and the first round of playtesting. so um i want as many people as possible to come along and it's really short it's designed for one session so you can you can you can play it in like two or three hours i think
2: Uh, okay Uh, okay so yeah 30 pages wow that is very yellow
1: it is yellow. Yeah,
2: like, I, like, I like the green, but this. It, okay, uh, so I want to
1: be clear that this is not the this is not the final layout. This is just me with a word document, which I decided to make yellow. The, an actual layout artist will do the layout.
2: It's so yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about other things. Oh, I think we did. We actually. It, so, how different is this from Simply Six? So, It uses your role. D
1: sixes. Yeah, uh, but other than that, it's it's not the same as Simply Six. Yes. So it's a d6 dice pool system, as as my last two games have been, but it's it is different. Um, so what what with this one? Um, a character like Simply Six, you can fit a character onto a credit card sized um, mm, character sheet. Yeah.
2: She, yeah. Although it's that, like choo- choosing a role seems like an important part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you start by choosing your role, and your role is basically what or who you are. So it could be anything from a talking animal to a robot, to a ninja, to a cowboy, to a yeah, whatever. It, it's but a, it, it's sort
2: of, it sort of depends upon the setting that you're going with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Each yeah. setting
1: will have different roles available to you. So it's a real so, blank canvas. Yeah. Okay. So in the core rulebook, we've got what four talking animals, about ten or so sort of species like alien, dwarf, elf, goblin, ogre, robot, yeah. vampire. Um, A bunch of fantasy careers, um, like druids, knights, pirates, wizards, and a bunch of modern occupations, and a couple of superheroes, a speedster and a vigilante.
2: Okay, yeah. That makes sense for all these tables.
1: Yeah. So, basically, your character, you have your role. Yes. And that gives you like a
2: little boost there, doesn't it?
1: It just gives you one ability. Uh, One single ability. So, for example, if you are a crow, it says crow. You can fly. That's good, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. have to be a crow. You can pick a different bird if you want. That's basically yeah. the ability. You fly. There you go. That's it. Unless, you're a chick- unless you're like a chicken. <laughs> unless you're a chicken, I suppose, yeah. You yeah. fly. Yeah. Or if you're a or, or ghost, uh, you don't take damage unless it's from a holy source or some special sci fi ecto gadget, but mm-hmm. you also can't pick things up. So there's that. Yeah. 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 And that's basically. Uh, and
2: you can use the same thing to be like a hologram for a red dwarf or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd Absolutely. be pretty good
1: yeah so you choose your role and that essentially gives you one ability and you choose your trait which is yes. an adjective a personality trait so we've got affable angry phobic paranoid kindly lazy <laughs> teenage vain or whatever and you put yeah. those two together so you yeah. could be you know like a paranoid paranoid robot would be a bit like kind of marvin yeah. from hitchhiker's guide or you could be yeah a-
2: or i could be a lazy vending machine repairman
1: yeah, or you could be a squeamish scientist, or a, nice. or a, 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 a gullible knight, or yes. whatever. So you choose, you choose any trait in any role, put those yeah. together, <laughs> and that's your character, basically. And then you've got four, oh, four ability scores. You've got yeah. smart, smarts, moves, style, and brawn, and you just divide 12 points between those four.
2: Was it HR or Moves. Moves.
1: Okay. Used to be agile. it got change the moves.
2: Uh, okay, so one person takes on the past of director, and yes, and then the other people are uh, heroes. Mm. Okay, I like heroes. 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 Okay, yeah. and yes. Okay, so here are the roles, and got spot. Okay, so we've got spots. So focuses, and focuses something like so spots.
1: Um. Move style brawn. Yeah. So each um, each of those four abilities—smarts, yes. moves, style, and brawn—they mm. have a number of focuses you can choose. Right. So, like for smarts, it might be medicine or history or occultism. Uh, for mm. brawn, it might be brawling, swimming. Um, for moves, it might be dodging, acrobatics, running, thievery, driving. So yeah. you just choo- you choose a focus for each right. of those things. Okay. And that, so, what what happens is, you've got your 12 points that you divide between your four ability, your four stats, mm-hmm. smart, smooth, style, and brawn, and that's how many dice you roll. Yeah. So, if you've got a smart score of 5, you roll 5d6. If you've got a style score of 2, you roll 2d6 when you're trying yeah. to bluff someone, for example. Yeah. And then if you've got a focus, if it matches yeah. your focus, you get an extra 2d6 as a bonus.
2: Ah, okay. So, if you play according to the focus of your character, then you get a bonus for that. So... Hmm inherently rewarding role play okay nice yeah. so far so evident.
1: and that's basically it that's basically the rules there's a health you have got to calculate your health and your defense but okay. you know that's basically it that's basically but, the rules
2: so what do you need to succeed on something
1: so you're going to roll your dice ball yes for a normal task you need to get 10 or more right okay and for a hard task you need 20 or more okay. and then it goes up in increments of 10 oh, okay, okay. To impossible being 40 which is like if you want to pick up a car or derive the theory of relativity in your head or something.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, sounds good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, the playtest is the playtest is there and and anyone can like hop along, download it, give it a quick playtest, preferably in a sort of like two or three hour session with a group and include the character creation as part of the playtest. Because the game is very much designed that each time you play it, you're playing in a different setting, different characters, different world, different adventure. And okay. so, uh, so it's, it's
2: basically one designed shots. for one-offs. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Completely designed for one-shots, and it's very light. Nobody really dies in it. It's comic booky, yeah. you know, Ghostbusters, Scooby Doo, Danger yeah. Mouse, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, because a lot of role-playing games, when people say Do you want to play some role-playing games, you say yes, and then find out that you signed up to the equivalent of practicing like baseball or whatever every Sunday night for the next two years mm. whereas this is like would you like to play some role playing games yeah and they spend a fun evening doing all sorts of it's more stuff.
1: like go, it's more like going around to someone's house and playing a board game
2: yes yes yeah. trying mm. to keep it on that sort of like light social level yeah, yeah. Um, and, and,
1: and the way this is being sold is it's basically being sold in comic book format oh nice so you imagine a weekly comic book issue yes so one of those is your core rule book and that'll cost yeah. like five dollars or something and it's like thirty pages paper you know yeah. And you know, when we set it at a conventions and stuff, it'll be on like a comic book stand, of course. Uh, uh, and then each adventure or setting, uh-huh. uh, so you'll get like a Ghostbusters style one, and you might get a talking yeah. animal style one, and you might get a, a sort of platitudinous um, D and D parody. We might get a Star Trekky style one. You know. Yeah, yeah. Those, each one of those will just be its own comic book size setting. It's nice, and you can just pick one up, and uh, in in that in that comic book size setting, it'll be a nice. Colourful, lots of art, all comic book looking inside. Yes. You know, not big, big reams and reams of text and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. um And he-
2: heavily improv focused.
1: Yeah. And it will have uh, like a list of roles that are suitable for this hmm. setting. Uh, maybe a few items and gadgets and stuff that might be use- useful. Uh, cool. And um, basically, an, an adventure for the director to run, a one-off oh, okay. adventure. Yeah. So And it's all it's gonna be nice and cheap, so everything's gonna be like under a five.
2: Yeah, yeah, Uh but obviously it will have like replay value. But yeah, and, and it's like just something a nice consumable to yeah. have, I I'm yeah. perfect for conventions as well. Yeah, it's perfect like the, you know, for that sort of thing, yeah. You, you, f- you find yourself, well, great, like panels cancelled, so what do I do now? Yeah. Lamb, awfully cheerful engine, and away you go. Hmm. Yeah, that is so it sounds good.
1: It's really um, good for yeah you know, the sort of thing like if, if not enough players can make it, you just grab that and just play that instead. Because normally yeah. you might pull out a board game, mightn't you, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But this this way you can you can play this instead. Yeah, that's nice. oh,
2: alright. that that's very charming.
1: So creating a character, uh-huh. when I create a character, it literally takes like three minutes.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you've and, got a bunch of NPCs and uh, yeah,
1: yeah, so there's a whole bunch of monsters and NPCs and stuff. So they're called extras. Everything's kind of like termed after movie stuff. So the characters are heroes. <laughs> um, the GM is the director. And all the monsters and NPCs, they're extras. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, your character has a role.
2: Uh, I'm impressed by the list of inspirations, by the way. Ghostbusters, obviously. West End Games is, a, is, is just like, you know, that's that's your perfect game. Really mm,
1: I do love that game.
2: I do love do game. Like that game. And those those,
1: if you if you look at this, you will really see the DNA of that game in this. Very right, much so, yeah. more so than any game I've written
2: before. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Blues Brothers, Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, Rick and Morty, Terry Pratchett, Star Trek. So I, I'm looking forward to the time travel setting when it comes out.
1: Yeah. Um. So I've I've been speaking to someone. I don't I don't want to say who it is, just in case they. They're listening. <laughs> well, they, they, well they, they haven't actually... Um, they haven't said yes. They haven't said yes, yeah. So, um, but somebody who has worked on quite a lot of cool RPG stuff, and they've come up with this idea for a sort of weird science Bill and Ted style um, setting stroke adventure. Fantastic. Which sounds really... Uh, and Rick and Morty sort of thing. All that smushed into one. And that oh, sounds absolutely. really, really fun.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think this would be uh, quite a lot of fun to play um so yeah credit card size character sheets mm-hmm. uh which are keeping it all uh style has come just at the end style has come askew Sorry, like so the, the character sheet at the end the you've got like columns and the dice focus and dice
1: i mm. oh, see so what you mean yeah yeah yeah. yeah
2: so style ah, is, yeah. Oh, that's annoying. but yeah. oh. you could fix that yeah. you'll fix that before it goes out we'll fix it in post it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean it's yeah. it's uh, I think it's going to be super super fun there's also a, a fourth uh, fourth stat mm. um, because you've got, you got your four stats so you've got um, yeah smart
2: uh, smooth style prawn and yeah so you've also got power on the character yeah
1: ship. so power represents mm. any kind of supernatural ability you might have so oh. it might be magic. It might be psionic powers. It might be.
2: Oh, I mean, with Buffy, with uh, Back to the Future, Bill and Ted, Rick and Morty, it's has got it's got to be weird science, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I recognise it, it's basically the the magicy fictional bit. Yes. Uh, so not not every game has a fifth stat. Not no, every no. game has a power stat. Um, yeah. But if you chose to be, say, a wizard, you would have yes. a power stat. Yes. Um and that just allows you to do magic or nice. however it's fluffed, you know, whether it's yeah. technology or um uh, or whatever. Yeah you know well,
2: what? I was watching October Faction on Netflix last night and mm-hmm. I really like it. I don't know, I'm sort of embarrassed but also I like it so much. October oh. Faction. October Faction.
1: Not heard
2: of it. Uh, um okay, so you've got like uh Mum and Dad, uh Fred and Dolores. And their job is Monster Hunter. Mm. Uh, so far, so Buffy. They have two kids, mm. Jeff and Viv, who are blissfully unaware of what their parents actually do. They think they're insurance adjusters. Right. Mm. Um, and there's like a shadowy organization which is uh, charged with helping rid the world of vampires, ghosts, zombies, etc. Mm. uh who, who they're working for. And it's like, you know, uh, hilarities ensuing. Uh, and it's 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 quite good fun it must be it feels like it's based off a comic book mm. but it didn't say it is so i don't know it was, i'm enjoying it it's a guilty pleasure mm. um oh and no one's looking that would be so much fun so no one's looking is like a netflix series it's like in portuguese but what it is is there's a bunch of guardian angels um and they have like bright red hair and like wear like um this sort of uniform of a short sleeve shirt with a re- with a with a red tie, mm-hmm. and they basically go around being invisible to humans, but like adjusting humans' environment slightly so that you know when you have like an almost accident, then they're the ones who like just move stuff around to prevent something bad happening to you. Mm. But That's yeah, cool. yeah, it's 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 a bit silly, but quite fun. And I think any sort of yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a good chanda. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What
1: what sort of feedback are you looking for? Uh, so there's a playtest questionnaire. Yes. So once you've uh, oh, okay. yeah, once you've played the game, I, I prefer I kind of prefer people to play it before diving into the questionnaire. I know some people are like, oh, let's, have, let's check out these questions, but I think that kind of like skews how you play it a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, but the yeah, the questions will be like, was combat too tough? Was it? Did, did you laugh much? Um, did you understand this? Did you use your karma points? Did you do that? Did you? you know, okay. And uh, you know, this play test There's questions on character creation, the actual play, your overall sort of takeaway feel of it, and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's important to realise this is the very, very first playtest draft. It will change. Oh, there's of course. No way it won't. So I'll get that playtest feedback yeah. in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, compile. You know, it all gets compiled, and then, then, then the game gets changed. Based on
2: that, yeah, yeah. So um, have a look at the awfully cheerful engine available from ianworld.org. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you want to, if you want to play Ghostbusters or Danger Mouse or <laughs> anything like that, any really, especially sort of of hastler, you're like, you like? Know yeah. A- any fun, fun action comedy yes. designed for a one shot.
2: It, it's super suitable for home brewing. There's no official setting as of yet. No. Um, Are you looking to produce semi official settings? But we have pretty much uh, go have fun. Make up your own stuff. Use yeah. this as a springboard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we'll probably um, have a license to let other people publish and sell settings as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I think there's like a real space for RPGs which are fun to pick up and play.
1: But yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. You can literally pick it up and learn the rules in five minutes and you're done. Yes. It's so simple. Yeah.
2: Um, and yeah. Learn the rules in five minutes, get a character in three, and uh, then away you go. Yeah. You don't get need to worry about, about character
1: play. advancement or anything like that. You don't have to, you uh, know. Next time oh, you play you'll be playing something else. Yeah.
2: I mean, is there even a need for character advancement in your role playing game?
1: I mean I did include a little a paragraph on character advancement. It's basically I mean, one paragraph, but I probably will end up taking that out because I don't think this game that's just not what this game is about. yeah no, no. You play it, it once, it, then you then the next time you play you play it once and you're playing Talking Animals, the next time you play it, you playing star trek officers yeah, you know, i think
2: i think that's a really big selling point of the game you don't have to worry about leveling up hmm. you know you just like be in the moment like hmm. you know embrace the immediacy the spontaneity yeah, yeah exactly um, like it's a real rival for stuff like fiasco so yeah. i guess i think it's sort of positioning itself you're sort of positioning where exactly like that sort of real fun just grab it and play it by which yeah. you think you're going with the point yeah. cool. Get, get, we, we discovered that sense of play because that's really missing from a lot yeah. of games people take games very seriously he said on the RPG podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his guild of role players
0: yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a club that's got the word guild in it
2: <laughs> I blame Angus it's always, it's always a safe thing so. was,
1: that, was that his name for it Is that, did he come up for that uh
2: yeah i quite like the millennium falcons and then i found out that absolutely everything is called millennium falcons <laughs> well, we, are, we are in the millennium third day center so it's like it's the it's like a semi-official nickname mm. i'm not sure we're allowed to give ourselves nicknames but yeah
1: yeah i but. suppose there's also copyright issues with that too i guess <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough but anyway yeah. it's, it's it's coming up to half past seven it is um and I i've got, I've should... got my thursday so night like, game starting in half an hour Right, I've still got to have dinner yet. Write it. <laughs> I've got to go and get some food before, before that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's I'll been lovely. For... <laughs> I might come again next week. It's been a delight. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> right, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so next we've got Mike Myler, and we're going to talk about mythological figures and maleficent monsters, along with all the news as usual. Uh, and can we talk about what's happening on July 10th? What's happening on July the 10th? Uh,
2: I thought you had James Intricaso come on.
1: Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah
2: July third uh, is Mike Myler, and then we're recording on July tenth. on Incraft, Yeah, so wonderful. James
1: Intracasa will be back on, and he'll be talking about Burn Bright, which is that Roll Twenty a yeah, science
2: fiction game designed specifically to take advantage of Roll Twenty mechanics.
1: Yes, Looking yes, sure. the one that you correctly observed that if you roll five d four, you will get a double. That game,
2: but uh, I, I didn't feel the need to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that would seem challenging
1: for me <laughs> well it took you as long to no. realise it as everyone else first <laughs> that's because we'd all moved on at that point you were still there thinking about it <laughs> oh, it just, just seems a bit weird what kind of say sure it sense. anyway yeah so until yeah. next week thank you everybody for listening uh, until then it's goodbye for me Russ
2: and goodbye for me Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of